0: A job over at the candle factory. Yep, he works there every Saturday and every Sunday. Just Saturdays and Sundays? That's a weird schedule. Well, Roy, at a candle factory, you only work on weekends. Oh. <laughs> weekends, Dennis. Did you get it? Weekends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could hear it that time, too. I, oh, really? I wonder if that's what, what it is.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. Well, welcome to this edition of Sean and Dee's Good Tape. We start off with a different type of theme this week because this, as we mentioned last week, is our classic country episode, so why not start with some classic Hee Haw from 1974? And if you uh, grew up anywhere around Franklin or Alexander or any of those towns, uh, Hee Haw was probably a Sunday or Saturday night tradition in your houses if you were ever over at your grandparents because... Uh, I remember watching Hee Haw way too much when I was a kid and did not like it then. But I gotta say the Wickens thing was actually kind of funny and did make me laugh a little bit. So how you doing, D? Hello
1: Bungo, I'm doing good. Uh yeah, no, I wasn't I never saw a minute of Hee-Haw.
0: Yeah, you grew <laughs> up the in the internet existed. You grew up in the city. So, hey, yeah. Yeah. well, yeah, I guess
1: that's true. Yeah. yeah.
0: A little bit a little bit different up there in the suburbs, I'm sure than it was uh down around all the cornfields in Franklin and <laughs> yeah. Alexander. So, so we got a we got a robust um lineup this week. Nine songs this week that we're going to uh go through and this is kind of similar to when if you remember, I don't know how many episodes back, but we had a thing where Dennis introduced me to new music and I had to kind of rate the songs as we went along. Well, this was kind of the the opposite of that. I know you did, you did, you were familiar with a couple of the songs though, right D? I,
1: yeah, no, there was a few of them that, that had I heard, I, I had, I didn't realize that I had, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, nine songs. I, uh, that didn't escape me. I thought it was eight. songs. But anyhow, yeah, yeah well, no, yeah, no, this is great. This I, is uh, a few of them I knew,
0: but I, I had eight. And then I found another one that I was like, that has to be on there. And I can get to which one it is as I, uh, as we go through the, through the list. I don't want to spoil anything at this point, but then the one that, the one that I was going to cut out, I'm like, no, I I want to leave it because it's a good song too. So I just thought, well, eh, we can do one extra song. So I think we'll do five before we flip to side B because, um, the way I, the way I set it up, some of these songs are really kind of sad and very thought-provoking. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Country singers
1: don't fuck around with the- uh... On the nose horse shit.
0: yeah and you know that is that is a really good point and i was thinking about that when i was listening to the playlist that a lot of the other songs that we uh have done on this uh show have really live in in a world of innuendo and you've got to try to figure out the meaning not country songs they just kind of punch you in the mouth and that's just kind of what it is
1: holy shit they punch you in the mouth a couple of these god damn and we'll talk about it as we come up but woo.
0: yeah yeah they're 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 pretty harsh at times so uh So, oh, oh, hold on a second. I got to turn hee-haw off. It's still playing in the background. So I didn't realize that we don't need any more than what we, what we already heard, no doubt about it. So, um,
1: no, we certainly do not.
0: Yeah. So I hope you all enjoyed our bonus episode that we released earlier this week. We were just kind of bored the other night and thought let's sit down and pick our favorite songs. And in my opinion, we picked two really good songs.
1: Well, I mean, it was, yeah. And, and like we discussed in the episode, uh, drunkenly uh, or me drunkenly anyhow uh <laughs> you know celebrating the the fact that we've been 10 episodes deep and we had not even touched on our favorite songs of all time so uh but we'll we'll throw out some bonus episodes every once in a while now that we've got the home studio thing working
0: yeah it seems to be working a little bit better and and all of that stuff we'll see we'll see how it goes but let's get into this and you want to do it how we did that other one where i kind of lead the beginning part and then we kind of get your reaction to the songs does that work
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I there wasn't a single song I didn't like, so there's no guessing of of you know did I like it or not. Okay, uh, uh, you know I'll I'll tell you you know like you know this one's obviously a little country, but they were all if not beautiful, you know lyric at least lyrically they were. Magnificent and, and, and stories well told. So, you know, but let's the, get through
0: it. You know, the one big difference I will say in country artists compared to rock or alternative or whatever you want to whatever you want to say is like when you when you listen to a Pearl Jam song, you can probably bet that Eddie Vedder and the rest of the band had something to do with the writing of that song. Or, you know, we do a lot of Van Halen and Sammy Hagar songs. Same thing. You know, they write their own they write their own lyrics. They write their own music. Most country artists, what we're going to find out throughout this is they do not write their own songs. Which I think is just really profound and fascinating that it's such a difference between music genres like that. Yeah, and and
1: that's and I, I think that's the biggest one of the biggest issues I always had with country music was it seems so fabricated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but with with a lot of these songs, like even if it is fabricated, they're just they're still you know really. Pretty good songs or pretty good stories, at least.
0: Yeah. So starting off with song number one, and I gotta say, um, Amanda was uh, <laughs> Amanda was laughing about this earlier because one of my guilty pleasure songs, and we and you had mentioned earlier today when we were talking to Dee about uh, doing like a guilty pleasure um, song list someday, and maybe we could, maybe we could do it where we take requests from our listeners and they tell us what their guilty pleasures are. This oh, first song, awesome. yeah. yeah. This first song to me is a very very big guilty pleasure, and it's Islands in the Stream by Kenny <laughs> Rogers and Dolly <laughs> Parton. I freaking love this song I can listen to this song once a day and be like man that's a really fun song to listen to it's 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 one of those songs where you you
1: you know I I could you you could be sitting there you know just out of the shower in your underwear shaving or and just dancing around listening to it and just be like happy (laughs) like it's the dumbest thing in the world but but there's just a joy to it, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and and the song is actually written, and I didn't know this until today. The song was written by the Bee Gees, and the, apparently the Bee Gees were big about writing songs for other people because they were just apparently big songwriters.
1: The two notes I had highlighted for the song was it was written by the Bee Gees and originally written for Marvin Gaye. Like yeah. holy shit! <laughs> like, yeah, that is so not Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's Marvin Gaye. It's just iconic. Well, and know? it was supposed not to be not that a... Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, aren't but...
0: They're just different iconic, but but R&B style too, yeah. which would be totally different for this song if it was in an R&B right. style instead of I don't even want to call this country because it really doesn't even necessarily sound like a country no, it's song. more of a
1: pop song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh kind of like 9 to 5,
1: Dolly Parton's only other number one hit prior to this song apparently. Yeah. Uh that doesn't seem like a country song. That was a, uh, you know, that's, you know, a, a more of a pop song than anything.
0: You give me a woman and man duet where their voices mesh like Dolly and Kenny's do though in this song. And I'm in, it doesn't matter what kind of genre it is or whatever. That's... I love it when voices mesh like that. It just sounds, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, just the way that the, that their voices mesh yeah. together on this.
1: Yeah. We rely on each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's, ah uh-huh. <laughs> Well, that's what I was trying to say. But, uh...
0: Oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. But but no, I, I love this song and uh, it's been, I think I probably, <laughs> I think I probably listened to it most on the playlist, even though I've heard it 8 million times. That's the thing about all of these songs is I didn't really have to listen to anything because I've heard the vast majority of them probably each a thousand times in my life, you know, and, and a lot of these songs, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, take me back to being a kid. And I, you know, going to your grandparents' house on the weekends and, and uh, you know, hanging out with your cousins and your aunts and uncles and, stuff and your your grandma and grandpa having all these songs on the radio and it's it's like it's like comfort food almost you know where it just uh takes you back to a place where you felt comfortable and safe and secure and and all of that stuff so so i really have enjoyed putting together this playlist over the past few days and that's what
1: i was excited about when you brought it up uh on the other show was uh like like the whole reason that good tape started was me trying to push you away from country music yeah uh, you know, driving around in your car at an ungodly decibel, listening to you know some country songs that were quite embarrassing for me as a as a you know fifteen year
0: old. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, by the way, I was talking to my mom on the phone earlier today. I was I was uh, at, I was uh, driving point. through Jacksonville. Or- <laughs> oh did you cut you must have broken up for a second because I did not hear you so um I I heard part of it and missed some of it so um but uh, oh no uh, I
1: yeah I stopped when you started talking so it's all good. okay
0: well I was gonna say I was talking to my mom earlier on the phone today and I said hey is there any songs you'd like to like to throw in and she gave me a couple of suggestions that are on here and and a couple that I I didn't get to that maybe we'll get to in a future thing but um uh I, it was just, uh, it was just funny to uh, kind of reminisce with her about these songs. And she was like, man, that playlist is really, really good. But the one artist that you don't have on there. And I told her several times, this is not the Garth Brooks era country. This is before. So I was trying to stay away from like nineties country and stay like at the latest, the 1980s. And she said, you got to get Travis Tritt on there. And I just started laughing. And I was like, if I put Travis Tritt on there, Dennis will lose his mind.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. That was when. Yeah, that was the beginning of the uh, the shitty pop country sort of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Some yeah. of it, it's way worse now than it was then, though.
1: Oh fuck! Yeah. Now it's like hair metal, you know. Yeah. Now it's you know just party music where you know motherfuckers don't want to wear masks and hang out in a bar and you know just. Uh,
0: Every 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 country music song somewhere talks about a big truck and a girl in a sundress and you know she's jumping in the truck and they're they're riding around and that's pretty much the entire song of most. You of know what's
1: hilarious is that has always been sort of the cliche about country music, but it's true now, and, and it's never been more true than in twenty fucking twenty.
0: Yeah. These aren't songwriters anymore, though. They're just people that that dress up nice to get people to watch them to think that they're good looking or whatever. And I mean, I'm not going to say that about all of them because I'm sure that there are some very talented artists in that genre right now. I just don't listen to any of them. And they (laughs)
1: write and Smash Mouthy, uh, fucking motley crewy sort of songs where it's right. just
0: it's bubblegum you know. country is what a lot of people call it now yeah. and i think that's a pretty yeah. good uh you know and it, and it's funny when you when you think about that too because it, you're you're right it always has had that stereotype but the problem is is now i think i think that it, it's just going to turn a lot of people away and, and it's just not going to be at a at a peak for a long time again until you get real songwriters back in there yeah
1: i, I, I mean we can we can turn this into a condemnation of music in general. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. Uh, But there's some great shit out there still.
0: Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Oh, by the way, before we get to song number two, sidebar, um, before we get to song number two, (laughs) I finished, uh, following up on last week's conversation, I did finish the movie yesterday, today, as a matter of fact. And uh, I said I'd watched all but the last half hour of it. Um, It didn't end like I expected it to. I'm not going to lie.
1: Well, no, it kind of had that happy Brady bunch ending. uh, But but uh, uh, I did appreciate the little Harry Potter nod at the end. Yes, uh, yes. But but uh, yeah. It's it's just a unique situation to put yourself in, and and to have a couple other people know. H- had you seen that part where the people confronted him about knowing that that he had uh uh, you know that, that they those two people remembered the Beatles? No, too before? no.
0: I yeah. I mean I could tell that that was going there, but I thought it was going to be they were going to be his downfall, not. You know what it what it ended up being so
1: yeah not not thankful for it and, yeah. and and I and I think that was like the big turning point and of course you know the girl uh uh you know being part of it too but yeah, but yeah no I, it was just such a unique movie uh it, it's not the greatest thing in the world and and if it hadn't had anything to do with the Beatles it might actually be kind of a shitty movie yeah I would but, agree uh,
0: yeah I would agree but it had good music in it
1: oh fuck that his that version of Help That he sang at the rooftop
0: concert. Yeah, that was kind of like honestly, it's kind of like our normal theme song for the show. It's kind of a a punk cover of Help in many ways.
1: Oh, and like as soon as we got home from watching that movie, I went on Amazon and pre-ordered the vinyl for it. Like, like I, if for nothing else, for that fucking cover song that was so great.
0: Yeah, it was good.
1: Just so different Mm -hmm. than than the version you know that you hear on the actual you know Help soundtrack.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely no. It was a, it was a, it was an entertaining movie. Would I want to watch it five hundred times? Probably not. But, no. mm-hmm. all right, back to the playlist. Song number two. Gosh, we're only on song number two. I love that we been one, recorded? Yeah, uh, let me see, let me check really quick. Let me pull up the recorder. We have been are recording. You, are for, you
1: still? It's are, only. On your,
0: it's only. What's that?
1: And are you still on your first beer?
0: I'm not. I'm not actually drinking beer. I'm drinking um, ginger ale and Sammy's Beach Bar Rum. As a matter of fact. Oh. so okay
1: so yeah, yeah. And, and and we talked about this in the uh in the er, er, the earlier episode the beach bar room with the uh uh the dreams solo that was on one of the okay anyhow we'll talk about yeah. that we've <laughs> talked about that already anyhow next song anyway
0: <laughs> the next song is Time actually the, the, amazing the, yeah the next song is actually uh um uh, a song by Chris Christopherson that that was actually a hit by Johnny Cash, not Chris Christofferson. Chris is actually one of those really awesome songwriters. That's not necessarily the greatest showman or singer in the world, but he wrote a lot of good songs and, you know, had had a pretty decent solo career himself, but this song is Sunday morning coming down. That was recorded in 1969 originally by Ray Stevens, and then became a number one hit on the billboard U S country charts for Johnny Cash.
1: I I know of this song. I've heard this version a couple of times. I, I was most familiar with the Johnny Cash country version of this song. Uh, the, the version that I'm most, most familiar with is Me First and the Gimmies. Gimmie Gimmies have the, uh, their country album, Love Their Country, that this is the closing song on it, which is fucking fantastic. But this version, this Chris Christopherson version, is the most pure version of this song. And and we talked about this earlier, like this actually makes you feel like Sunday morning coming down.
0: Oh, my gosh. Just the line. Well, I woke up and it's the way he sings it because he's singing it like he's like he's like hungover. Honestly, the yeah. way the way he's singing it. And, and it's well, I woke up on Sunday morning with no way to hold my head that didn't hurt. And the beer I had for brec- breakfast wasn't bad. So I had one more for dessert. I mean, just that alone. And, and I'll, I'll go on for just a second. Then I fumbled in my closet for my clothes and found my cleanest dirty shirt. And I shaved my face and combed my hair and stumbled down the stairs to meet the day. It's so sad. It's just, it's just so sad, and and you can tell that that yeah, this is Sunday morning, and it, and it's maybe a little worse on Sunday morning as he as he goes through it. But you can tell that this is written from the perspective that this is this guy's everyday life. Well,
1: and and and, and the Sunday morning coming down part, I always kind of uh, uh pictured as like, okay, I got to find my cleanest, dirty shirt because it's Sunday morning. I'm a country music artist. I have to go to church, mm-hmm. you know, like like and present myself, even though my head is spinning. You know, and I smoke myself the night before smoke my brain the night before with cigarettes and songs that I've been picking. And and you know, like it yeah, it's just such a great visual. And and this version of this song, again, I listened to it three or four times uh, today. And uh, it's just it gives this song a much different feeling, a much different, you know, mm-hmm. effort.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. The other, the other part that kind of caught me back, you know, going back to the, going back to childhood during, I mean, regardless of what you want to say about, about the times, you know, 30 years ago or 40 years ago or whatever, times were simpler then. we did not have internet. We did not have social media. Life didn't go as fast as it does now. And the line, the line that he, the line that he put in there and and caught the Sunday smell of someone frying chicken. And it took me Ah. back to something that I'd lost somehow, somewhere along the way. Wow. I mean, that is, that is is just so I mean and, and he's talking about this probably from the perspective of the 1960s I'm thinking of it from the from the early to mid 1980s but that's life was still like that then oh. you know where everybody stopped on Sundays businesses weren't open you know that kind of stuff you literally life stopped you got together with your family that's what you did. Man, what a, what a lost time that I wish we could have back so bad because that was so great to just have a slower life and a, you know, everybody got together like that and actually enjoyed each other instead of having their, their noses stuck in their phones and everything else like today.
1: It, it It's so weird uh, for you to say that because that was not my experience for Sundays at all, you know, in the suburbs, uh, uh, you, 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 you you know we we would get together with family event you know like a, you know on a weekend some, a lot of the time but it wasn't every weekend and, and, and our families weren't nearly close as per, in proximity as you as yours was yeah uh, so so like even hearing that just makes me think of this song in a much different light too just right now at this very moment
0: mm-hmm yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you, and we're and I'm going to talk more about this as we go along. Yeah, but when you're, when you're, when you're, fa- when your family grow, when you grow up in a, with your family, most of them at least, the vast majority of them in a 20 mile proximity, you see each other all the time. And grandparents become like extra sets of parents. So do aunts and uncles and stuff like that, you know. And, and
1: we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like we would run around visiting your family. Yeah. You know, like we would stop and and spend an hour or two you know sitting at your grandparents both sets of grandparents tables you know just shooting the shit with them your aunts your uncles you know all of that shit yeah. like like yeah and yeah it it was so unique and it was i was so jealous of a lot of that yeah uh, not that i'm not close with with you know some of my family members but it was just such a different life for you and a lot of our other friends you know with 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 close family and 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 things like that
0: yeah. No, it, it it was uh you know, I'm jealous of it now because you I mean people still get together. It's not the same because there's some major personalities that aren't there anymore. They sure. just make it not feel quite the same as it used to. It's not yeah. that I don't still enjoy <laughs> seeing everybody. I don't wanna I don't wanna make it seem like that for anybody that's listening, but uh but no, it just uh yeah, it's it's a this is kind of a toast today's gone by in a in a lot of ways for me. So
1: Well and yeah. and I can't imagine and I'm sure we're gonna get into this discussion, you know, further down with some of these songs, but, but I, I can't imagine there's people that don't agree with what you're saying.
0: Oh you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The
1: yeah. glue is not there anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. We're well, moving on to the next song. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, oh, wait, wait, let me, let me, yeah. w- one more, one
1: more thing. He was yeah, a hobo, but he wasn't above bum. I suppose we've all, all of us have been at one time or another drifter at heart. And today, like yesterday, there's many that are on the road heading out, not searching maybe for work as much as for self fulfillment or understanding of their own life, trying to find meaning for their life. That was the uh, the Johnny Cash uh, quote that that would, didn't make the record for the song, and 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 I found that just brilliant. And uh, okay, next. it kind of it kind
0: of fits for today's times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so, exactly why yeah. I,
1: I pointed that. Yeah.
0: So the next song is one that um, I think people are going to know another version of it a little bit better. And I think yes. you actually ran into this already today when you were talking to somebody about it. But it's When You Say Nothing at All by Keith Whitley. Keith Whitley, the reason I chose this and and uh, to to go into it, this song came out in 1988, I do believe, or at least it charted in 1988. Alison Krauss did another version of it in 1995 that I think people are more more well-known of in today's age. But the reason I picked the Keith Whitley one, Keith Whitley was like a huge influence on people like Garth Brooks and that that group that came in in the, in the 90s that kind of did the big country boom. Keith Whitley was a huge influence on all of them. And uh, he actually took this song from somebody who thought it wasn't a very good song and made it a number one hit. So, you know, there's, there was certainly something there with it.
1: It, it, it. I listened to the Keith Whitley version and I and I never... And I'm pretty sure I'd heard it before. Uh, I'm sure I probably didn't miss it when uh... You know, driving around in your car, or, or just actually you know.
0: no, you wouldn't have because I was not a huge I no I probably never had played this because uh, I kind of uh, listened to him more in recent years. Um, my dad was always a big fan, but uh, but I didn't really pay Old too spider, much attention to his music. It? Yeah, I didn't pay too much attention to his music. But um, a few years ago, we were at a Garth Brooks concert. Um, I uh, surprised my mom for her birthday and bought me and Amanda and her and my dad tickets to go see Garth Brooks in Champagne. It was Aww. really it was really cool to go see it. But Garth did this thing towards the end where he's just like anybody in the crowd got any requests and people were shouting out requests and somebody held up a sign saying play keith whitley he played like two two keith whitley songs and i was just like man those are really good songs and then i kind of started listening to him a little bit more after that and he he is a really pretty brilliant country artist
1: isn't it amazing where you know just the slight mention by a band Mm -hmm. that you or an artist that you admire will make you dig into the past of 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 of, you know a band that you were or an artist that you weren't really familiar with or didn't give a shit about
0: right yeah
1: it's uh, th- this so so yeah no this song is great the Keith Whitley version is good I mean it's very very country mm-hmm. uh and uh you know again you know a friend of mine told me today uh, a good friend of mine told me today about uh the Alison Krauss version and and she's an amazing singer and uh uh so I've you know before we started recording i dug into that and listened to you know watch that video on uh, on youtube and uh you know scroll down through the comments and jesus christ (laughs) that that's a goddamn again like right on the fucking nose and it's a beautiful beautiful song like Mm -hmm. lyrically beautiful and and it's just like oh jesus christ okay here i (laughs) is gonna start crying god damn it why am i reading these comments by random weirdos making comments on a youtube
0: video yeah that's all right it's a good As we ask you to make comments yeah. on our uh, on our podcast we don't have youtube videos though so you, you can't no, get that's us there. true yeah, yeah. hey Leave did, us a you good know, review. did you know um that allison kraus <laughs> allison kraus um do you remember uh, jeff scott um that was uh, like chad johnson's yeah. stepdad jeff yeah. jeff and his family are really good guitar players and musicians they used to play in a band with allison kraus are you fucking kidding? me? I'm not. And um, several years ago, probably 20, 25 years ago, my mom and dad and Jeff and Fonda went to see Allison in Springfield, and they got to go backstage and meet her and uh, hang out backstage and stuff because she knew Jeff really well and they're they're good friends. So yeah, kind of a kind of a cool story there. It's another connection to to Franklin and all of that kind of stuff with one of these songs. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, yeah. she's she's amazing. Oh my god, in, in central Illinois, you know, the 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 Sangamon County Fair once once they realized country music was the ticket, <laughs> you know, all those bands flying through their
0: mm-hmm. the
1: highway backed up. Oh, it's
0: ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It always it always. And sold we'll well, talk, though.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about the Sangamon County Fair, I'm sure, in in future
0: episodes, but uh, what do you guys want to hear? Play Peaches again. <laughs> Shot, are you okay? <laughs> I was only slightly concussed, but we'll get to that story at another time. Uh, all right. All right. The next song. No. Oh, go. Do yeah, you yeah, have anything song, more on that? That song is beautiful.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. The next song. Um, I was not completely familiar with until uh, I don't know if you know this, D, but um, but Ken Burns, the guy who you know did the Civil War documentary and the baseball documentary and all the big documentaries that PBS has ever aired, did a country music documentary last year. <laughs> PBS documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So he did. He did one last year, and this song it, um came up because they told the story of of where this song came from, and I was like, wow, that's that's really really powerful. And then I listened to the song every time I listen to it. And and this happened right before we came on the air because we were talking about it and reading the words about it. It makes the hair on my arm stand up. It's just that powerful of a song, and it's the song "Where Have You Been" by Kathy Matea, who's who's a fairly well-known country artist if you like country. But I think if you're you're just kind of a, a quasi fan that doesn't really pay too much attention to it, you might not know who she is.
1: Um, I have never heard the name before.
0: Yeah, but she's got a beautiful voice. Um, oh, absolutely. Song yeah. song was released in November of 1989 as the thir- as the third single from her album at the time, and it reached number 10 this song should have reached like number one like over and over again because of how good it is and it was her husband who wrote it i think she had some co-writing credits but mainly it was her husband who wrote it about uh about a couple named edwin and claire and and they, it's, it uses three interpretations of the phrase, where have you been, all spoken by Claire towards Edwin in various situations. In the first verse, she asks him where he has been all of her life. In the second, she asks him where he has been after coming home late one night. And in the third, and in my opinion, the most powerful verse, the two are elderly hospital patients and they haven't slept a night apart, is basically how the lyrics go. Claire at this point has lost her memory of family and friends. She doesn't know who anybody is. She's close to death they bring Edwin from his hospital room into her room and she looks at him and says, where have you been? Dang, the, the hair on my arms is standing up, just talking about it. Um, okay. it where, where have you been? And basically, you know, it's like, she doesn't remember anything else in life, but her connection to Edwin is so, so much that she remembers him the minute he walks in the room and it's like, she's waiting for him to come out of this, this haze that she's in, in this elderly fragile body. And it like wakes her up back to life for at least a brief time. It's
1: it's all right. So the two things, yeah, no, Mm. exactly. And this song struck me uh, the second time I heard it, especially. uh, And then third time with the lyrics and all that. And, and uh, it's, you want to believe a love like this exists yeah you know uh, and 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 i'm certain it does but at the same time it's you know you know it's not necessarily common and and then if you've ever dealt with you know somebody with uh dementia or or anything like that it you know it it, it's hard to imagine a a scenario like this but but it's Incredibly plausible. I've, you know, I've done this. I've seen where people recognize certain people uh, uh, and don't others. It, it's 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 amazing. And the way this song ends with, uh, like you said, her them bringing in uh, Edwin into the uh, uh, into her room, and she just, where have you been? I've looked for you forever and a day. Where have you been? I'm not just myself when you're away. I'm just not myself when you're away. Like fucking shit. And
0: the, way, and, the, <laughs> Damn and, it, and the way and the way that she sings it too. It's just the, the, the way she says the, no, no oh. I'm just not myself when you're away. It just like rips your heart. Yes, out. The the way she, she sings yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I, I was,
1: I think I told you before we got, we started recording. Like I was walking up to Starbucks, you know, get a coffee to, you know, keep going. You know, we were doing, doing this a little later in the day. And, uh, I was like listening to that song walking you know in San Antonio Texas <laughs> this fucking mini mall complex thing and uh, you know just like oh, don't do it <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit uh, alright
0: yeah. why is that guy walking along drinking a Starbucks listening to his headphones crying, <laughs> crying. that's really weird. <laughs> a mascot <laughs> <laughs> oh man if he's that sad he shouldn't wear it <laughs> Or maybe he should switch a decaf. <laughs> Man, what a powerful song though. This was the this was the one that I added at the last minute, and it was the Keith Whitley song that I thought about taking out, but I'm like, you know, they're both really good songs. This one's better, um, in my opinion, just because of how powerful it is. But woo, yeah, it's a powerful woo. one, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah, and and uh Yeah, goddamn it, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i there there's been yeah yeah there's been some tears today yeah yeah listen to this horse shit <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> i mean horse shit in the yeah, kindest way i understand
0: possible. i get it i get it well you
1: get it but yeah. but when i say that around other people hey
0: hey you know. it's no fake plastic trees that's all i gotta say <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't stop believing Sean.
0: <laughs> So more uh, than words
1: yeah.
0: so uh <laughs> so the final song on side a is honestly been my f- been been a, a country song that I have liked since I was seriously 2 years old and to tell the story really quick of you have, yeah yes. yeah no no uh, uh, my my mom and dad bought a car that had a tape deck in it which was not necessarily common in you know the early 1980s but they had a tape of this of Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard and Poncho and Lefty and they played it one night and I loved it I don't know what it is about the song, but I absolutely loved it. And I asked them to play it all the time to where I do believe that they pretended that they lost the tape and couldn't play it anymore because I got obsessed with it and wanted to listen to it all the time. Um, and I still like this song 40 years later. And it's Poncho and Lefty, as I mentioned, the song originally <laughs> written by by Towns Van Zant, and then covered by Willie and Merle, which is the most famous version of it. To me, it's a song about basically these two guys who go to Mexico and they get into some trouble. One of them ends up being basically killed by police. They call them federales in the song. And the other one basically has to live with the fact that he ratted out his, uh, his buddy to get out of Mexico and back to Ohio. Oh. It's, a, it's a great song and they, they sing it as a duet and they do a great job with it. Awesome song. So again-
1: uh, you know, listening to the song, and I, I'd heard it before. Uh, well, I'm we, sure I played it for ever. you
0: before. Yeah, sure.
1: And we have another friend who who digs it too. Uh, w- but it was like I was trying to figure it out. Like, what's Lefty's deal? Did he kill him
0: for money? He did. Or- he didn't kill him for money, but he turned him over to the because the because the federal that, the the police were the ones who who did it.
1: Yeah, it, 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 but the the line that always threw me off was they they let him slip away out of kindness i suppose mm-hmm. but now it makes all the sense in the world well he turned him in for uh, the, the fucking bounty the here, wanted poster
0: here's where here's where you know it the day they lay poor poncho low lefty split for ohio where he got the bread to go there ain't nobody knows and then down down a little bit further poncho needs, needs your, your prayers. prayers it's, it's true, true. Save, save a few, a few for, for lefty, lefty too. too he
1: only did what he had to do and Bingo. now he's a growing old. Bingo. And the the saddest part of
0: this song is, is, is the first line. And I never really caught this until I was reading the notes that I put together. Living on the road, my friend is going to keep you free and clean Um, because they both went because they were trying to start new lives and a fresh start. And then they got themselves into trouble and this is what it turned into. I mean, it's, it's a really good story. I was
1: trying to figure out where lefty fit into it. Was he the guy that killed Poncho or 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 what was it? And uh and I'm also glad that, you know, you being a left-handed person, we didn't start calling ourselves Poncho and Lefty.
0: Oh, uh, that would have been sad. We...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear Richie's response to that. But uh, <laughs> but, uh yeah.
0: Well he would have felt left uh, out because he wouldn't have been, wouldn't have right. been a part of
1: Poncho Lefty and Richie. <laughs> <laughs> this is <work>. Oh man, <laughs> Uh,
0: but okay, yeah. Lefty was negative. Lefty and the dick. <laughs> in
1: the dick. Holy <laughs> shit! There's, there's our podcast. He told yeah.
0: us to call him that last week. So I know. I know. <laughs> well, he said dick, but not the dick, but that's how You <laughs> know You knew it was going to go off the rails at some point. We've been so good. Well, it's,
1: it's also this is this is the last song inside. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll be better for side B, we promise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
0: we don't.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, okay, so uh, that was the part, like, it's a great song, and mm-hmm. Willie Nelson is fucking amazing. And to tie Pearl Jam into this episode, Ooh. have you ever heard his cover off uh, uh, of, uh, of the Pearl Jam song? God damn it.
0: Willie did a Pearl Jam cover?
1: yes no uh, i haven't the Heroes album uh oh give me just a second I'm just breathe
0: no i bet that's really weird though it's i can't say it'd probably be awesome believable. is it wow it's
1: unfucking believable and and his son is the one who uh it, you know the last song off of uh backspacer uh, uh that's know, a great it's, song it's yeah yeah And they actually, yeah, no. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I got to type Pearl Jam into this episode.
0: Another, another note. I I remember, you remember when Napster was like the, the big illegal thing to do, but it was like, you could get away with it. I would
1: come over to your house and get songs every once in
0: a while. Right. And you could, but you could, um, but you could download all kinds of random obscure stuff. It was like, you know, concerts and, you know, just whatever it was. I found a version of the counting crows covering Poncho and Lefty. Which was really cool. I don't know where it's at anymore. I mean, I couldn't like play it. Oh, I'm sure we shit. could probably find it, but well, but it was, not, it was but, really, it yeah. was really cool though, because, you know, it was like, Oh, another one of my bands that I like a lot playing that song. I thought it was really neat. I'd love to hear him do it live sometime, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, great song though. I That's love, awesome. I love Poncho and Lefty, so I will, I will forever like that song, but. Anyway, that is the end of our side A, so we're going to take a break and then flip to side B, and we've got four more songs left, and uh, I think Ooh. they're going to get more uh, <laughs> more dramatic yeah, as we yeah. go along, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how States that goes. Good. We're going to take a break and be back in just a few. Welcome back to side B of Sean and D's Good Tape, the classic country edition. This is episode 11, and um, we've got four more songs to go. You think you can make it through it, D?
1: I'm going to try, Sean. Okay. I'll let you know if I got to tap out or not.
0: Okay. Well, the, the <laughs> next, <laughs> the next song, the next song on the list is a song by Marty Robbins called El Paso, and it's a it's a country and western ballad, as it said on the on the notes, and uh, <laughs> and it was uh, it, it's basically a song. Um, That uh, to me, I wasn't really totally familiar with it until the show Breaking Bad uh, wrapped up in 2013 and the last episode of the show was called Felina was the was what it was, um, you know, the, the, the series finale was called Felina. And the most amazing thing is, is it follows this song. Basically, the way that this song goes is the way that that last episode of Breaking Bad goes, which I think is really cool when um, somebody gets so creative with something that they can take a country song from the 1950s and say, I'm going to make this the series finale of what is probably one of the best shows ever made on television.
1: And, and so this is where I get outed for... I have not gotten through season two of breaking bad yet.
0: Not through season two. So should no, I, should I'm... I go through, should I go through all this? Should I, should I not spoil it after eight years?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I've listened to the song. So apparently I'm spoiled now. I know everything that's happened. He falls in love with the Mexican girl and dies at the hand of a posse.
0: Well, that's actually not it. Exactly. Okay, but, good. um, but, uh, <laughs> but no, it's a good, uh, that's a good, um, guess i suppose um actually let me let me let me read this let me read this i got to find the the right part and i'm having a hard time finding it in the notes i know i put it in here didn't i put the breaking bar breaking bad part yeah it's at the end of
1: the before you go into the wrong lyrics
0: the wrong lyrics oh okay yeah here it is hold on a second no that's not
1: it series finale of the tv show breaking bad contained several references to the song
0: Oh, there it is. Yes. So as you just said, it contains several references. <laughs> the title of the episode is Felina, as I mentioned, and it's an anagram of the word finale, but is also more authentically Mexican spelling of the name of the woman in the song. In the opening scene, the song plays on the stereo of a stolen car. Several plot points of the episode can also be seen a mirroring element of the story in the song. The episode revolves around a wanted man, Walter White, returning to a place where he could have been captured or killed to see someone he cares for. Later, he also dies from a bullet wound, after echoing the line, something is dreadfully wrong, for I feel a deep burning pain in my side. In somewhat of a reversal, the character is returning to his home in New Mexico, as opposed to the cowboy who had been hiding out in the badlands of New Mexico. So what I would say to this, though, is Felina, the most interesting thing about it, and sorry for the spoilers, the Felina is actually crystal meth. And the baby blue that he makes throughout the episode is actually what he is most in love with that he returns to save because this band of um, this gang basically has taken over his uh, meth distribution and uh, he doesn't like it and basically goes in and concocts a plan to kill them all. And he ends up getting shot in the process, walks into the lab where he made all of or the lab that they set up with all of his equipment and he dies next to one of the things and it's actually beautifully done along with this song Vince Gilligan who made the show did a really good job of of matching that up
1: that's a hard name especially with Vince Gill to uh to say but uh uh, thank you for uh saving me the uh the few hours of my life that I would spend watching the goddamn show Sean
0: it's one of the best you can't see me though
1: you can't see me but i was giving you like that blank like fuck you look (laughs) well
0: it's been eight years i can't feel too bad about it no yeah and again
1: you know word be fault with you know spoiler alert Mm -hmm. uh the name of the character felina was based upon a schoolmate of robin's in the fifth grade i thought that was pretty fucking cool Mm -hmm. uh but but so the town of el paso i fucking love i've spent a lot of time there in the last five years and it's an amazing town and and this song always pops in my fucking head mm-hmm. every time i'm there uh and and you know it's again it's a story driven song and 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 you can you can interpret it many ways just as vince gilligan did uh uh you know for breaking bad but it's it's yeah it's just it's a classic a goddamn classic and and yeah. I've always loved it. And if it's also, uh, Marty Robbins is also a favorite of a uh, big fat bastard Brads. And uh, I think he'll get a kick out of uh, getting another mention on the show.
0: Not to be confused with everybody loves sausage, Brad. This is the bread that we like to send pictures of sausages to. Yes. <laughs>
1: Picture sausages, not everybody
0: We now have to explain that every single time we talk about one of them. I like how you got a note from uh, you got a note from uh, our friend from Adam, asking asking which one was which the other
1: day. He said that sounds like the, the everybody loves sausage bread. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't confusing that with somebody else.
0: <laughs> he probably doesn't know um doesn't know <laughs> big fat bastard bread is my guess.
1: Oh no, no, yeah. probably not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or was it you, Again, called was it you called him is shy, time? And I'm I'm asking him to send us his number one hit singles uh that he used to sing to me on our way to, way to and from uh work at Spend Your Plastic.
0: Was this like original work?
1: Uh, sort of original. Mm-hmm. He would rework some songs Ooh. in parody fashion. Oh, yeah. very
0: nice, very nice.
1: But 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 every once in a while he'll send me like a you know, a line or two. Uh uh which makes my day when I hear them, you know, cause he's a, a bat. he's an awesome guy.
0: That's funny.
1: That's <laughs> funny. I love him, but yeah. So Our, no, yeah, that's a great fucking song. And maybe I'll, you know, since I live in a hotel, maybe I'll get back to trying to watch Breaking Bad.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good show. Um, it, yeah, it, Even it. though you ruined it for me, but yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try to get Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the next song, uh, oh, is, great. is, is considered the greatest country song of all time. So let me start with that. And it is by probably one of the most revered country artists of all time, George Jones, a song written, um, to kind of bring back his career as it was teetering on the edge in 1980, he had not had a number one single in six years and many critics began to write him off. And then he found this song that was written by Bobby Braddock and Curly Putman. And it tells the story of a friend who had never given up on his love. It's he stopped loving her today. And I had heard this song before. I had never really paid that much attention to it. It didn't really ever catch my ear. One day I was out um, taking a walk, had on earbuds and listening to Amazon music and had on a country, you know, just random station on Amazon music. And this song came on and I was listening to it. This song is brilliant it, it absolutely brilliant and it literally can about pull your heart out of your chest when you when you understand the entire meaning of it. Holy
1: Jesus Christ I, and, and we talked about this before the show like I walked up again you've know, got Starbucks in this song <laughs> I'm just sitting there like <laughs> damn it like I, I knew of this song and I'd probably heard it before but just never paid any mind to it until today. And and the three or four listens, I'm just like, oh, fuck. That's why he stopped loving her.
0: And to go through this, it does tell the story of the friend who'd never given up on his love. As I mentioned, he keeps old letters and photos from back in the day, hangs on to hope that she would come back again. Then the song reaches its peak in the chorus, revealing that he indeed did stop loving her when he died. Yes. Let me say that again. He never just stopped loving her when he was alive. He had to die to make himself stop loving her. That's powerful. That's very, very powerful. I went to see
1: him just today, Oh, but I didn't see no tears. All dressed up to go away. First time I'd seen him smile in years. He stopped loving her today because he's in this
0: goddamn coffin. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hey, it was was pretty sweet of her, though. She did come back for his funeral, so that's nice. Oh, sure.
1: Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, producer Billy Sherrill introduced Jones to the song in '78, but according to Sherrill and Jones himself, the singer hated the song when he first heard it. I love that. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 he, he thought it was too long, too sad, too depressed. It is. It's
0: all weird. of those things. Yes. He hated
1: the melody and wouldn't learn it. It used to drive them nuts because he would constantly sing the song to the melody of Chris christopherson throwback uh help me make it through the night uh uh cheryl claims that jones was in such bad physical shape during oh no, no, that wasn't that was a jones recalled called putman and braddock killed the song's main main character too soon in his in 95 memoir. in the early version billy kept telling him to kill the guy at a different time and then have the woman come to his funeral like jesus christ yeah like they spent this much time on this song and it's fucking heartbreaking
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> wow yeah crazy i kept stuff. kept some letters by
1: his bed dated in 1962 he underlined and read every single i love you like holy shit
0: yeah that's powerful stuff mm.
1: so so and one of the things i like to do uh in prepping for these shows you know because i have way more time on my hand than you do uh is is i'll you know go through youtube and watch some video clips and uh and Alan Jackson uh, played the song apparently at at George Jones' funeral, oh. or memorial service, whatever was aired on TV. And it was, you know, after knowing all of this, and then you know, of course, he died, and he was a hero to a lot of people. Like just sitting here, just like, oh Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> like after watching the Alison Krauss uh, song, and then and then and then the Given to Fly and the Dreams, and then going to this song, and it was just like, holy shit. Just sitting here sobbing, <laughs> you know, sober in front of my goddamn computer in a hotel in San Antonio, Texas. It's oh, ridiculous.
0: Man, I'm trying to find that really quick. That video you're talking about. Hold on one second.
1: The Alan Jackson
0: one? Yeah. I don't think I've oh, ever God. seen it. So, hold on. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. I'm hoping it doesn't come in hot with a, yeah. it did with an ad, of course. <laughs> yeah. Stupid ads. And then of course it's not one of those ones That counts down from five It's the video will play after the ad So stupid
1: And it's two and a half minute ad Here we go Let's He listen.
0: said I'll love you Till I die
1: uh-huh.
0: She told him you'll forget time Yeah As the years went slow do just that
1: A little country drawl is enough to make you cry
0: yeah it does make it sadder there's no doubt yeah yeah
1: kept her picture
0: on his wall oh this was at the grand old opry this is big time yeah. crazy yeah. now let's get to the chorus and then we'll move on but he
1: yes. still loved her through The other note why where you doing oh, that. Uh, uh, yeah. back what
0: were you gonna say? Go ahead.
1: Uh uh Billy Braddock, uh one of the or Billy Cheryl, one of the, the co-writers, had a notebook about an inch thick that was nothing but rewrites for He Stopped Loving Her Today that he carried on for a year before they actually recorded this song. Wow. I love that little note too. Yeah.
0: He did build to the chorus. Every single, I love you. When you're waiting for it, oh. it takes a lot longer to get there.
1: <laughs> single, <just> <laughs> oh, but I didn't see no tears. Yeah. Up
0: to go away. Here's your line, D. Yeah. Good God. First time I'd seen him smile in you. Ah, that
1: is ghost book. And he stopped loving her today. I'd heard that line and know the song. Just never paid any fucking tense to it.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, that is a very good version of that. I'd never heard it before, so glad you, glad you mentioned it and looked into it. So yeah, very powerful song. And and you know, let's keep with the theme of uh, of sadness and death and all of that stuff. Just, just through the just through the <laughs> yeah, end of the episode. How bad. about it? How about it? So, let's do it. Yeah. So the next the next song is a Johnny Cash song called "I Still Miss Someone," but it's not actually the Johnny Cash version that that uh, we've been listening to. It's the Roseanne Cash version because much like Alan. Jackson sang the memorial at uh, at um, George Jones's funeral. Roseanne Cash sang this song at Johnny Cash's funeral. And they tell a story in the country music um, documentary that I was talking about earlier to where I mean we know the story of Johnny Cash and how he ended up with June Carter after leaving Roseanne Cash's mother and there was a lot of bad stuff that happened and all that stuff, which caused some caused some hurt, you know, which you can understand why it would. And um oh, sure. And towards the end of his life one day, uh, not
1: unlike the Julian Lennon uh yeah. Hey June sort of stuff we yeah, talked abs- about last I- week.
0: Absolutely. But, but one thing that she told, she told a story in that where she was like, towards the end of his life, he just wanted them to sing this song together. And they actually, I don't know if they performed it in, in a concert together or not, but they actually sing this song together. And that was one of the main reasons why she sang it at his memorial service, which is just very touching. Oh, that's. And <laughs> hearing
1: this song you know again with the context and after hearings she stopped loving her he stopped loving her today oh my god <laughs> you know? and and i and you know like i'm more familiar with johnny cash's later works i mean i love that Folsom prism and 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 the uh, uh uh sam quentin uh but but like the american recordings he did with rick rubin uh it, it's more in my wheelhouse but you know between his autobiography and, and 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 knowing a lot about the outlaw life quote unquote that he lived uh yeah
0: well so oh, go, I, let's do the same thing and play a little bit of the memorial service song and then we'll talk about it a little bit more at my door. Cold wild winds will come. Sweethearts walk by together. Stop means
1: someone. I go out on the party. We're gonna end up listening to the whole goddamn thing show.
0: I know. Look it's only two <laughs> minutes long that's the other good thing about country songs is they're short. yeah the oh those put- last I
1: couple of dances oh Jesus even that fucking paragraph.
0: are you following along to the lyrics?
1: oh yeah yeah this part here.
0: you know what they did in this video i'm going to shut it off now but you know what they did in the video yeah. that just made it even more powerful is when they said i miss those blue eyes forever they showed oh, a picture of, of they showed a picture of june carter up on the screen and you know how I, I, heart, you know how heartbroken johnny cash was when she died oh my you god you know man that just made it even more powerful than i already thought that it was i've got yeah. hair standing up again <laughs> the oh, hurt man. video
1: mm-hmm. jesus christ oh
0: it's 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 crazy yeah
1: so the last the last uh, lines of that song you know are ones i have highlighted i wonder if she's sorry for leaving what we've begun there's someone for me somewhere and i still miss someone yeah and 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 you know obviously he's talking about you know a love that's gone but jesus christ hmm yeah yeah, it's That's good some good stuff. Shit. Mm. <laughs> God damn it.
0: Yeah. So the final song on the on the list <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is a song that uh, I struggle with a lot. Um and uh I'm going to get a little personal here. Not that I haven't been already through a lot of this show, but, uh, but talking full circle about why a lot of these songs mean a lot to me is because of my family. And this last song is uh, a song that was actually very first written in 1907. So it's, uh, it's got some age on it, but it was originally written as a, uh, as a Christian hymn. And it later turned into kind of a country music anthem. And it's, uh, will the circle be unbroken? Uh, The version that I picked is the Roy Acuff version because Um, it was the song that was played at my, uh, my grandma's funeral, uh, seven years ago, but it's actually been, it's actually been played by so many different people, including George Jones and, uh, Johnny Cash. And, and, uh, I think the most, the most famous versions come from the nitty gritty dirt band and from the Carter family. You know, we just talk we're talking about June Carter. Her family was the first one that actually redid this song, um, and, and made it. Will the circle be unbroken? But but when somebody's inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame now, after that's over with, the entire group gets together and sings this song together. It's kind of like a rite of passage to be in there. And basically, I'm gonna take through some through some lyrics about why it uh, why it's so um, so powerful. Um, I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw the hearse come rolling to carry my mother away and then it, and then it says well the circle be unbroken by and by Lord by and by there's a better home awaiting in the sky Lord in the sky I said to that undertaker undertaker please drive slow for this lady you're carrying Lord I hate to see her go and I don't know if I can say much more of this because uh, it, it, oh, no. it, it seriously does um, the other, the other uh, part of it oh I followed close behind her tried to hold up and be brave but I could not hide my sorrow when they laid her in her grave And then the, um, the last line of the song is, um, will the circle be unbroken by and by Lord by and by there's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord in the sky. I went back home, Lord. My home was lonesome. And it just, it's such a powerful song. It's the most twangy, the most twangy country song that you could ever. And I would never have liked this song 20 years ago because of how twangy it is. And, and just the, the singers and stuff. Now I can't, I just, this song just, um, this, this song about breaks me and it's a wonderful song.
1: It is a beautiful song. It's, it's a beautiful song about heartbreak and sorrow and, 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 perfectly told in in, in, in and, and I don't mean this derogatory uh, but in the simplest way it's it's just right out there just
0: yeah like yeah I, I think I it's, think saying it's in the simplest way is perfect because because country music in many ways is very very simple this song is very, very simple, but you know what, as we went through these songs that we went here today, none of them are like masterpieces where you had to think about what you were talking about. They all just kind of, as I said earlier, they all just kind of punch you in the face. So they all just kind of grab you and tell you exactly what they're talking about.
1: When, when, when you, you texted me about this song uh, this morning, you know, and, and thinking about that situation and, 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 you know, what you and your family went through, like, yeah, no, it's, beautiful and 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 as someone who went to church for had to go to church for for several years of his life uh i i i I recall sort of hearing songs like these and discussions like this but but to have it in the context that you have and 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 to have it be like this it's yeah yeah like it's 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 a sad memory but it's but at the same time, it's also, uh, remembering, you know, it's honoring your memories.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a beautiful song that way. And I, I like to listen to it once in a while. You know, you got to remember that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. You got to, but, yeah. but it also, <laughs> Sorry, fuck yeah, no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm not even going to mom shame you on these today. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you, you've got to, you've got to, uh, got to listen to them once in a while to, uh, to remember people, you know, you gotta, you gotta remember the, wh- where your past was so you can move forward in your future and make good choices and all of that stuff. And the people in your past certainly shape you to, uh, to get you to do that. So, you know, and, and, um, my grandparents, one of them luckily still alive, but, uh, but all four of my grandparents played a huge role in shaping me and other people in the family. And, and I like listening to songs like this cause it makes me think of them and makes me think of a lot of good memories.
1: You're, you, you have an amazing family. Uh, uh, everyone of, that I've met, you know, has always been so welcoming and warm to me. And, and you know, truly loving towards each other. And uh, it's always been impressive. And, and you know, yeah, to hear these songs and, and think about them uh, with you. yeah yeah, no it's been pretty awesome
0: good well i'm glad you've enjoyed it um it's been yeah this this was a lot of fun for me to put together Uh, you know we kind of did it as kind of a joke at first and the more i started putting this into it i'm like this is no joke because these are really good songs i mean i thought i started off goofy with the hee-haw thing and you know and and that kind of stuff but uh but no these were these were really good songs i mean we could pick a lot of really bad country songs there's no doubt about it but uh i think these nine that were picked here today are all pretty good
1: no, it, it was amazing, Sean. Listening again, I listened to this playlist three or four times today and you know again grew with them every time and 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 realized, you know, looking at the notes and knowing you yeah, no it was, it was awesome. It was a great experience.
0: So coming up next week, we're going to go back to original format. I do believe for the next couple yeah. of weeks, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're going to do two or three episodes normal and uh uh, leading into our our, our, our all, all ladies podcast episode fourteen.
0: Yeah. And then then we've got a big uh episode fifteen coming up. And we like these specialty episodes though. So if you got some suggestions for uh what you'd like to hear with some stuff like that, let me let us know and we'll uh we'll look into uh to doing some more stuff like that. Cause we like doing it. Yeah,
1: and, and any notes, Facebook, Gmail, Instagram, you know, let us know your thoughts, whether you you know, think I'm an asshole or, or, you know, Sean's way better at this than I am or anything you want to hear, let us know. We would love to hear from you regardless.
0: All right. Well, we will be back next week. I'm going to play us out with a little bit more, uh, a little bit more country because we probably won't uh, hear it again for a while, but we'll be back next week. And, And until then, take care of yourself.